Welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves, and what is good, y'all? So let's see, this week for me, if I had a life update, I have been fucking completely swamped at work. I am ready for time off. Um, I took the child out on a date, which was really fun. Uh, We just went to dinner, but what made this dinner trip interesting was that the child drove me to dinner. And he drove me back home to from dinner and he is working on getting his, his full license. And what made it weird here, um, in the city that we're in is that, you know, the driver's ed department was like, uh, closed. And so he was able to go take his tests, but he wasn't able to take the, uh, in-person driving test in the car in order to get his full license. And so instead they're making him do driving hours in order to get his full provisional license. And then I'm thinking they did that because once you get through these hours, then, uh, the DMV, I think is going to be back open to where you can go take the in-person driving test in the car. So anyway, so we've been working on his hours and he actually, we just paid for him to take, it's crazy that you have to pay for driver's ed. Now, did y'all know that? So where we live, you have to pay for driver's ed. So we paid for him to do some driving classes and things like that. So he's been doing that. And then now, uh, now we're just letting him, uh, slowly get out on the road with us. And, um, so it was cool. I felt a little emotional myself to be completely honest. And I'm like, I need to let it go because he needs to have his full license and be, you know, self-sufficient in that way and grow up, you know, like we all did, but whoo, scary, some scary shit, but he did drive me and we made it back and he did really well. So I, that made me really excited. I went and picked up some books this week. Uh, let's see. I did want to tell y'all some books. I also have been dropping a ball on starting my book club on Patreon. I'm going to do that in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to, and I'm going to announce that, uh, and the setup for that. So hopefully if anyone wants to read with me, uh, we can do that together. And, um, I thought of a cool concept of like, you know, we do it together. Sometimes we have, well, we discuss the books, but sometimes we have a little happy hour in there. And that way, if you wanted to talk more to me, like you have opportunity to talk more to me in person. Well, you know, through Patreon. So, um, I am getting that together. I just been extremely busy with so many shows that I've been doing, but I am going to get that together. But the books that I'm reading right now, right now I've been like on this Greek mythology thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure, but uh, I read, um, Circe, I read, uh, and that was by Madeline Miller, which was really good. And then she has another book called Song of Achilles. And that was really good. If you like Greek mythology, I'm reading this Greek mythology book right now. Um, it's interesting to say the least because it's called, uh, it's, it's called lore and it's Greek mythology, like in present day. And so you have people in like, like mortals, that's hunting gods in present day. And if you kill the God, you become a God. So, um, I didn't, I didn't know that's what it was going to be like. I, I got this book for Christmas. And so, um, yeah, the most recent book that I read was, as you know, the prophets, I, I really love historical fiction. I read, um, slavery, a lot of slavery time books. Uh, I do read a lot of Holocaust books as well, but for the most part, I read a lot of I read a lot of slavery books, so I have to take breaks, you know, because it's so sad and so it's, it can be rough, but it is my, it is my favorite thing to read. Um, I just got a new book, uh, that was gifted to me the other day called the conductors. And this is about, uh, the underground railroad. And I think it kind of has like a magical, um, element to it. So it's not all just, you know, uh, um, like as far as like just strict slavery stuff, I, I think it's kind of a mixture of maybe a little fantasy or, or magic to go with that, um, with, with, uh, them getting through the underground railroad. So and I'm inherited maybe in this, I'm not really sure, but I'm really excited about this book. And this is uh, by Nicole Glover and it's her debut book. So, uh, that's what I've been reading y'all. Um, and then the book that I'm reading next is the yellow wife. And that's actually, um, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't tell you who the author is, but that's actually a slavery book too. 
But um, yeah, I need to start posting my books and letting you guys know how I felt about them. But also I am going to set up the book club. So that's the, the biggest thing that I have going on. That's my biggest priority right now is getting that together. And also uh, in May, well, by May, I'm going to have merch for the show. So be looking out for that. I have a lot of cool things going on slowly working on them life has been absolutely crazy and it's really hard to balance all this shit but I'm trying and I have all that stuff coming so uh keep a lookout on my IG page that's where I'm gonna post a lot of the information and Twitter and uh yeah that's all I have going on y'all so let's just go into motivational Monday so for motivational Monday if you notice I've had a trend of just talking about self-care self-care self-love because that's something that I really, really, really believe in. Really, I, I just think that it really changes your outlook. I think it really changes how you feel. I think it really changes how you receive love. I think it really changes and alters how you are in love. And not just in love with someone in a romantic way, but in love with your friends, your children, and how you function. You got to take care of you first. So I wanted you to do a journal entry this week. And the journal entry is name a time that you felt loved. And that could be obviously from you, could be from someone else, but explain it. Where were you? What was it like? What were you doing? And why did you feel most loved during that time? So think about that. Do a journal entry about it. I think that'd be really cool to kind of talk that out. All right, so my for my black excellence this week, I meant to share this a couple weeks ago, so uh, somewhat old news, but somewhat maybe new news for some people. So Michelle Obama is going to be inducted into the 2021 Women's Hall of Fame, and also I didn't notice until I kept reading that also African-American female engineer Katherine Johnson is going to be inducted as well. If you recall... Uh, if you don't know who she is, uh, she was one of the main figures and hidden figures as well that Taraji played. So um, that's major and that's cool. And so I personally love and adore Michelle Obama, but I also uh, have followed Katherine Johnson um, story. And um, it if for, for anyone that's trying to go into just different fields that may not be where African-Americans always represented it. Um, her story was something that was, uh, can be motivation and for any young girl, I think having representation, you guys know how I feel about that representation matters and just seeing that and seeing that greatness, it matters for, for the young kids coming up. So I wanted to share that for my black excellence. Now this week, since I just gave you guys all hot topics week just a couple of days ago because I recorded late last week, I am feeling a hundred percent better, so that's great. And I, I did not know what was going on for me for like a day and a half. I was I felt really terrible, so um, I don't have that many hot topics today. So we're just gonna run through them, um, and then we'll just see what we get. So here's the first one. The first one is some really unfortunate news. I was okay. I was on Twitter last week and I saw that Deshaun Watson, who is the quarterback for Houston Texans, uh, two women had came out saying that he had sexually assaulted them at a masseuse parlor. If and what the masseuse parlor is, it's like you remember when Robert Kraft, the uh, owner of the Patriots, he got called in like that masseuse parlor, but it's kind of like a sex spa where, you know, after you get your massage or whatever, you kind of can get a happy ending or whatever takes place in there. I've, I've never been to a sex spa, y'all. Uh, but I I think it's kind of like prostitution. Like, you can do more stuff, too, in there. Well, he, you know, when I first saw it, it was kind of nothing, really, that they were talking about. They were like, well, he was like, this is crazy. Like, I, you know, um, I've never had, like, you know, any relations with anyone and then I think he was saying that one time he um I think he said he got like consensual um I think he said he got consensual like um maybe some oral sex or something I'm not really sure I'm pretty sure he said that and then he said that um basically you know this has nothing this basically saying this is baseless um 
allegations against him. Uh, as we know, he's been trying to get out of Houston Texans and, you know, get out of his contract. A lot of people feel like this may be a hit job, like just trying to like get some shit on him. I don't really know. I, I can't because now this has gone from two women to now it is up to 12 women that are um, saying that basically they're going to file a lawsuit against against him for a sexual assault in these masseuse parlors. He's saying that uh, he got injured in his last place that he used to go for his spa stuff. It was closed and so he started going to this one and basically he's never done anything wrong towards women. I hate situations like this because he's never been in the media or anything for anything like this, but... Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that, th- you know, allegedly that this didn't happen. I, I, I don't know. And I hate speaking on that because I hate when, just like I'm doing right now, and I'm saying, I don't know, you know, I hate diminishing uh, a woman's experience, you know, especially if they're saying that they were sexually assaulted. But in this case, like, you know, obviously there's not really any real details about what's really going on. And so I'm not trying to make light on what happened. I'm just saying, literally, I don't know. And I'm going to follow it a little bit. Uh, like I've been doing the TI and tying situation, same situation with theirs, a little more drastic because, uh, I didn't update you guys last week, but I'm pretty sure that. Um, charges are being written up to be made from them in the states of Georgia and California, if I'm correct. And basically now first 11 women came out and it was 11 women who did not know each other that had basically the same, the same kind of story. Then six more women came out and they have identical stories. And one of them actually were underage saying that she was given a drink by this is allegedly y'all. She was given a drink by, um, by, uh, tiny Well, TI. She drank it and she started feeling sick. Tiny told her to go to the, they were on, they were on the, um, the bus or whatever. Tiny told her to go to the back and lay down. And when she woke up, she had uh, a sexual presence, you know, in her bottom half, um, basically saying that, you know, she had been raped. So I don't know, but you know, that's the update with Tian Tiny and I will give an update later if more comes out about Deshaun Watson and it's just really fucking unfortunate, all of this stuff. Cause I, I just, my thing is, and I try to explain this and why I feel so passionate about it. Like women and, and not just women too, because men can be raped too. And I want people to really understand that and really realize that that is a real thing, but it's sad that as women, I feel like, cause I'm a woman and I know the fear that I have that you always feel like you have to be in protection of yourself because somebody w- wants to take something from you. Like when I was in college, I was always like on alert of like Mika. And I just had this conversation with my child last night of just saying how I was very scary because I never wanted to put myself in a situation where something could happen to me. IE, like I never did drugs. Right. And say like, saying like I would like, you know, I don't know, try something, right? I like, especially drinking. I did it where I was around people that I knew for sure that I was safe, but I never got blacked out in front of people and stuff like that. If I was going to get blacked out because I didn't want, uh, you know, I didn't want anything to happen to me because you have to think about that. Like the fact that somebody will take something from you. And it's sad that you have to think like that because clearly if I didn't say, yes, you can have this, you shouldn't be taking this from me. But unfortunately we live in a world where people don't give a fuck and they just do not care about each other. And they just do not care. And when something's taken from you in that way, it's life altering, right? So that's why I don't take these things lightly and just dismiss things just because we like the celebrity. It's it's just something to consider. And it's something to just see how the pieces fall, like the whole story and just see what happens. So let's see on some messy news that's happening right now. So this week we saw Sawiti and Quavo. Apparently they have broken up. You know, here's my thing. Um, let's see. I'm going to read what she posted. So she posted, 
I'm single. I've endured too much betrayal and hurt behind the scenes for a false narrative to be circulating that degrades my character. Presence don't band-aid scars and the love isn't real when the intimacy is given to other women. I emotionally checked out a long time ago and have walked away with a deep sense of peace and freedom, excited for this next for this new chapter of elevation. So Quavo then is now, you know, pissed off that he that was that sweetie put this out there or whatever that, um, you know, that he cheated and all this stuff. And then now he's saying she's not the woman y'all think she is and all this stuff trying to run her through the mud. You know, I've never, I have never done that before. Like I've, I've never, okay. Prime example, like with Les, I would never disrespect her and put our shit on social media. I don't give a fuck what our shit is. I, I would never do that in general. But we also have to remember that these people are still like in their early twenties. I think Quavo, maybe 25, 26, sweetie is like 23, 24, 25, whatever it is. I was dumb as fuck in my twenties and it was completely immature and they just so happily have money. Because then yesterday I saw that his sister done jumped in the comments and now she's posting shit about Sweetie. And my thing is this, like, I don't really give a shit either way. I don't really follow, uh, these, these rap couples or whatever, but at the same time, like I'm never surprised once it comes out that somebody's cheating because they're young and they have money and they have access and everything else. And I, I'm also, which I've heard me say so many times, like I'm also one of those people that's very much kind of like against young dating in a certain degree, like, I think you can date, like, and I think you should date and be free, but to be acting like you're all married and all that stuff, like, if you're not going in that direction or you're not there yet, I don't really, I don't know, I'm not really with it, because I think that you're all going to do dumb shit, like, I was, like, completely damn near head over moons for somebody uh, when I was young, and it doesn't even mean that they are a bad person in present day. I don't know how they are as a person in present day, but we dated young and then we went to college young. And so, you know, he cheated a million times probably, but at the end of the day, like he probably needed to be single going to college because we were young. And that's just when it's not an excuse, but it's the truth. Like, I think that people, like, if I know what I know now, I wouldn't have been in a relationship going into college. Like I would have just been free, you know, and just let him be free too to just be, because I think that you need that. And you need those moments of just being your age and not acting like you're married and everything else. So not saying that was their cases. Obviously they, they plan to be in a committed relationship to each other, but I just feel like, and it's sad to say, but it's my truth. If I dated a rapper and Quavo's worth like, I think 30 or $40 million. If I dated him, I would already have the assumption that he's going to cheat on me. Like I would have the assumption that's what's going to happen because he's like 20 something years old. I'm like, I don't, that's the lifestyle. They have so many women every fucking where. And I just wouldn't expect them to be faithful. I don't, I mean, you have, you have broke dudes walking around, uh, that ain't faithful. So someone that has all the access, I wouldn't expect them to be faithful. What's unfortunate in this situation and, you know, it, it, it opened up conversation yesterday with my kid, my son, was that I think what you're seeing from Quavo is toxic behavior because I think his feelings is hurt that the girl actually broke up with him. And so instead of just being like he's hurt, instead, now he's talking shit about her, putting her down and all this other stuff when it's like, dude, it's probably just the fact that your feelings are hurt and it's okay right? Because you, she broke up with you. So yeah, your feelings probably are going to be hurt. You know, you probably didn't think that she ever was going to leave the fuck behavior, but she did. And so then when you see someone come back, you just love this person so much buying her Birkin bags and everything else. And now all of a sudden now, you know, she's just fucked. She's like, this just fuck person. Well, we know she's probably not a fuck person and it's just, you know, your fucking feelings is hurt. And why not just one, not say anything, you know? But instead, you know, you are talking shit about her. So to me, it makes you look lame, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, they figure that out and uh, we'll see. All right. And so the other thing I saw, which I think I would be here for, Britney Spears came out and was like, she wanted to sit down and have an interview with Oprah. Here's the thing. If Britney Spears asked go up there and have an interview with Oprah, I'm here for it because you know, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck. I still don't understand this shit going on with Britney Spears. Like, I'm over here like free Britney. 
Like, I don't know if, I don't understand the shit. I, I've been trying to understand it. And then Brittany be up there dancing on Instagram, swirling, twirling around in fucking circles and shit, looking crazy as all get out. And so like, you know, I don't never make light of if somebody has a mental health issue, but I am wondering what the fuck is going on. And is her parents keeping her hostage in this house and taking her money? I don't know, but that, that could be something uh, as far as the interview. And I will sit down and watch that shit. All of it. Cause I want to know, I mean, what happened? What's going on? What's going on with Brittany? And where's her children? I mean, these are real questions that I, that I, that I do want to know. I, I'm, 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 I've been confused this whole time. Like, but free Brittany, you know, whatever the fuck's going on. I mean, how she not able to leave the house and, and just, you know, what's going on. So I think that should happen for sure. And the last thing I wanted to talk about really quickly, you know, the NCAA tournament has been going on and, uh, they brought light of the women's conditions as far as like the women teams in comparisons to the men's teams. Um, you know, I used to be a college athlete, so I know the levels of the shit that the men teams get and, uh, it's crazy. Right. But it was really crazy when they actually showed, like, um, they posted what the men's, I think it was for Oregon, like what the men's workout room looked like. And they had like a whole full set of just like all this shit. And like the women's literally had like one little set of dumbbells. And then the men had like this whole buffet style meal and the, and the girls team had box meals and you know that they only got like a few water bottles and the men got like all types of shit, t-shirts, hats, books, you know, gadget gadgets and all that. And here's the thing. We always see, you know, the disparities between women and men and how women are treated in comparison to how men are treated as far as like athletics. Uh, earlier this week, I did see some of the WBA players speaking out because I thought it was really insulting as well, as well as they did. They were basically saying, oh, we should lower the goal. Why the fuck are you lowering the goal when like they're because they want to see, I guess, women make try to make the game more exciting for women and for men to want, I guess, want to watch them. I love basketball. Like I'm a big sports head. I actually uh, love watching the WNBA. If you actually watch the WNBA, they actually play basketball, like actually run plays and actually play basketball. You watch the NBA nowadays and I watch the NBA. They're fucking running around. They don't run plays. It's up and down. They're, the, the scores are like 160 points scored. It's definitely not the same, you know, level of play. And I don't know why women are diminished because they can't, like some of them can't dunk, but a lot of them actually can dunk. If you, if you actually paid attention to it, a lot of them actually can dunk. They might not necessarily dunk in a game, but they can dunk. So they made a statement the other day, and I'm off subject now, but they made a statement the other day saying like, oh yeah, uh, y'all should just lower the goal. Why the fuck would they have to lower the goal? I mean, it's just like, why do women, why are women treated like that? Like as if they can't do shit and they can, they can do the same thing that a man can. I would never, I would, and, and, and this shit starts young. Just had this conversation the other day when you sit and say, oh, well, girls can't do that. Girls can't play sports. Oh, girls can't. No, they can't. Girls can do the same thing boys can do, right? Boys might be a little bit stronger, might have a different level of athleticism, but I've seen some fucking amazing female athletes. Amazing. So now the NCAA is speaking out saying like, yeah, we're sorry. We really dropped the ball this year. And it's fucked up. You know, these women, they go to school. They go to school on scholarships. They play really fucking hard. A lot of these, a lot of these, and mind you, Oregon has won a national championship. I mean, these places are have won national championships. They bring so much to the game. They bring so much to little girls watching them that want to maybe grow up and aspire to be. And they should get the same shit that the men get. Regardless of how much, oh, well, the men program bring in this and the women bring in this, it doesn't fucking matter, right? If they made it to the NCAA tournament, how are they only getting a water bottle and the men are getting a shit ton of stuff? Make it make sense, y'all. Make it make sense. And they need to fucking do better. This year, it's been this big push on equality and all of this, mainly due to the, you know, the social movement that we had this year. But you can't just throw some shit on a jersey and say equality if you're not actually living to the standard of that you actually believe in that equality, right? And equality means for both, you know, genders and everything, not just race, right? You know, equality is a, it's a everything thing. So that was really that was really uh, interesting to see. But um, Don Staley, the coach for South Carolina, who I love, I grew up watching her play. She spoke out and was like, you know, it's some bullshit. 
and the way that women are treated are some bullshit. And she's won, uh, let's see, two championships. I think the last couple of years, um, for South Carolina completely revamped that school and that, and that, um, you know, the women's basketball team and the culture. And so it's just like, come on, man, come on. NCAA can fucking do better. Uh, in general, women sports can be treated better. And just in general, you know, I don't know, but that's just the times we fucking live in. But it's crazy to me because it's 2021. And why are we still living in the narrative of men are better than women? It's no difference. It's no difference. Just because this man might could jump a little higher and do a little whatever, does that really mean that they have more skill than the other person, than the woman? Just think about it. But that was all I had for Hot Topics this week, y'all. So for this week, for my thought of the week, I wanted to discuss loneliness versus solitude. And I really wanted to talk, you know, about loneliness with COVID going on and we're still kind of in COVID, me, myself, I still pretty much have been in the house. Um, I'm thankful that I'm not in the house by myself. Um, I'm thankful that I have friends and I'm thankful that I have friends with such positive spirits that, you know, we call each other, we talk, we make plans to talk to each other and things like that. And so it's, it's, um, made things a lot easier, but, I found myself this week thinking about people who have been in the house by themselves this whole entire time and someone who might just have a level of chronic loneliness and what does that look like? And so I wanted to discuss that this week for my thought of the week. So let's just get into it. Okay. So for the thought of the week, I'm discussing loneliness versus solitude. I looked up something in regards to that, uh, on, um, psych org. And basically it's just, it said there is a big difference between solitude and loneliness. Loneliness is a negative state marked by a sense of isolation. One feels that something is missing. Solitude is the state of being alone without being lonely. It is a positive and constructive state of engagement with oneself. So let's just talk about it. During this year, we've seen where, and last year, especially at the beginning of this, when we didn't really know what was going on, we were pretty much on lockdown. So there were many people that was on lockdown in their homes by themselves who didn't, you know, have interaction with people. And so we saw the heightened level of the Zoom calls and, you know, trying to just stay upbeat with each other and things like that. Uh, Loneliness is not, to me, it's not always because you are single. I think sometimes people feel like, oh, you know, they're single, they're, oh my God, they're lonely. No, like, I think my, there's been times in my life where when I've been most lonely, I actually have been in a relationship because in that relationship, I was missing something. Like I still, I still wasn't fulfilled to where I was happy, right? And I was in a huge state of loneliness. Uh, So it's not just about whether or not you're by yourself. And, and the best way I can describe it and where my shift came from, right? Because I fucking love solitude. I love solitude, love it. And I say that all the time. And I never really put the word to what I was saying when I was just saying, I love quietness. I love aloneness. And it's not that I don't love being with the people that I love, like, but I love solitude and being able to just be with myself sometimes. So loneliness for me came from when I was at my peak of it came from, and I was in a relationship at the time. It came from, I used to feel like if I poured love into these people. Like I pour love into my relationship and I emptied my whole love tank for them. Right. I thought that since I'm given the energy that I'm given and I'm pouring all of my energy into my love tank for them, that they were in turn going to pour 
back into my love tank and give me happiness and joy, right? So it was almost like I was relying on somebody else to provide happiness to me instead of me giving myself self-love and having self-worth and pouring into my love tank myself. So instead of doing that, I was walking around on E, depleted, nothing. And when you start feeling that level of loneliness, you begin to think poorly of yourself. You begin to isolate yourself from people. At that time, I really was horrible at talking to my friends. A lot of friends, like I just stopped talking to for no reason, just because I was in a, I started to become in a funk, you know, and I realized that I needed to do something about it, but I didn't really know at the time what it was that I needed to do. But, and I didn't, and I didn't look this shit up because today I'm going to just speak to what I believe. So this is, you know, what Mika believes and what helped me. When I had a level of loneliness, I started to one, I saw therapy. That's, this is, this is around the time that I started therapy. Um, because it's a problem if you don't like being alone with yourself. I, have you ever heard somebody say they can't take the quiet? They don't know what to do with the quiet. They can't sit in their thoughts. I used to be that person too. Like where my mind would just run and run and run and run and run. And I, and I couldn't quiet the noise, you know? So I didn't want to be by myself. So in turn, like, um, you know, I would do toxic things. You know, I would engage with people that I knew that I didn't want to be in a relationship with, but I would engage with them, uh, probably get their hopes up thinking it's something more that it wasn't be very, you know, toxic and hurtful towards people that was wrong. And it was mainly because it was to quote unquote fulfill me. But in actuality, it was a, it was a false fulfillment because, or it was a, a, a limited fulfillment because you might be fulfilled for the moment where, you know, what you have sex or, you know, you're entertained for a little bit, but once that's over or that person's gone, you're back in that quiet again. So you can't fucking escape it. You have to figure out how to embrace it, right? What are you going to do with it? So for me, what I did was I first started going to therapy. Um, and I will say, I think I've said this before. I think I say this all the time. Therapy is not a walk in the park. Sometimes you go in there, uh, especially when I first started, like it will be days I will leave pissed, you know, because I didn't heard some shit about myself that, you know, that I just didn't like. Right. And the shit was the truth. But when you have to look at yourself in the mirror, some people just can't fucking face what somebody is saying. Like if I'm doing some fuck shit, you know, and I might know I'm doing some fuck shit, but sometimes you don't want to, you don't want to really face and be like, damn, you kind of, you kind of was a fucking individual, you know, or you kind of need to work on this shit over here because you seem like you having some like, you know, self-worth issues and, you know, and self-love issues. And sometimes that shit is really hard to fucking hear that you're not serving yourself. So when I first went to therapy, it was difficult, right? To start just, um, um, unpacking my shit. And it was a lot of fucking unpacking as to why this may be, why I'm doing this over here, why I'm doing that. Why am I stretching some myself then? Why are you giving these people all this shit? Like, why are you doing this stuff? And I didn't, I didn't always know the answer as to why I was doing all that stuff. I really didn't. I, I was like, you know, I thought that I, this is what I had to do to get happiness. Like if I did all these things for people, that in turn, I was going to get these things back. I mean, I, and I really feel like I fucked up a lot of relationships um, because I was so unhappy, but it wasn't even the fact that I was unhappy with them. I was unhappy with myself because self-love and self-worth, it starts there first before you can actually be functional with somebody else. It, it, you just It's just no way. If your ass don't think that you're worthy of love, then how the hell are you ever going to receive love? And how are you going to properly give love? It's just something to really think about. And, and it's, it's, it's something that I live by, you know, now. And so with when it came to my loneliness, I didn't have no hobbies, right? I didn't, I mean, you know, I worked. I was doing well for myself. But after work, I ain't wasn't really doing shit. You know, I didn't have no passions really, you know. 
And that was the first things that I realized, like I needed to work on, you know, you need to have a passion. Everybody needs to have a passion. And it ain't like you got to go out here and be this entrepreneur and do all this shit. But, uh, I mean, you know, maybe your passion could be reading a book. Maybe your passion just could be you writing. Maybe your passion could be, you know, um, going for runs that, that that's one of my passions as well. And so what I did, I linked up and I found friends that had common interests and I started running. That's how I started trying to find my passions. And then I joined a run group. So it was forcing me to interact with other people. I linked up with some of the most amazing people that are still my friends, like truly my friends based on the fact that we all love to run and we would just all go and run races together. And these were strangers and we all just became intertwined in each other's lives. And it will, and it's some of my most important relationships because I know what that did for my life, just starting to change the narrative in my life. Right. So then I always had been an avid reader always. And, you know, I had been in grad school and all that. And, you know, anybody that know when they're getting a master's or a higher level degree, all your ass can do is school, you know? So my reading really fell to the wayside because I just didn't have the fucking mental capacity to damn do that shit, to be trying to read somewhere and read my school books and, you know, do work. But I also kind of had fallen off from just reading in general. I lost myself. And that's what led to the loneliness because you want to get love from a relationship. And I'm talking about your, your intimate relationships. You want to get love and you want to get certain things from that person, but that person can't be your, they can't be the only thing going into your love tank. They can't be. And that's where I was making mistakes. Like it's not to give the person that I'm with like a pass on things that they're doing, but they can't be just your your only thing that you have to be happy with because you ain't gonna be happy because you're human and they're people too and they might have a life too and they might have passions too so you can't be every fucking thing you are a part of the equation you know person in relation to me they're a part of my equation they're not they're not my everything everything in my life because I have so many things that I enjoy and solitude is one of them So that was some of the things that I did as far as like, you know, combating my loneliness. And I started this podcast. And when I started this podcast, this was after, uh, let me see, how many years was I in therapy? I mean, I was in therapy a few years at this point. But I knew how much of a shift it made in my life and how much of importance it made in my life. And so I just wanted to normalize these conversations. And also it's another form of passion for me because it just gives me a chance just to sit and talk to y'all and, you know, to actually have my mind on something else and not just on, you know, you know, sadness or unhappiness and everything. Like this is honestly the most happy I've been probably my whole entire life has been basically the last, the last couple of years. And I'm so, I'm so grateful, but it's been from me understanding. Um, it's been for me understanding all this. And I'm talking about today. Like, you know, you have some people that sit and they just talk about just how lonely they are. Like, but what are you doing about it? And not just about like you, I get wanting to have a love relationship. Like I get that. You know, there's some people that haven't dated somebody in a very long time. And I understand that companionship is what we all probably desire. Right. Um, but as far as like stuff for you though, like, what are you doing to combat loneliness for you? And I do understand companionship because, you know, obviously, you know, no one wants to die alone. That's actually one of my fears of not dying alone where like, I don't have whoever. It's just like, you don't like, I, I think what made me think about that was when I watched my grandmother transition, but I was there every day and my aunt was there every day. Right. So she didn't die alone. Like I was there. And, um, 
And I hope that when I get old one day, you know, and it's time for me to transition to the Lord, like I hope that, you know, I'm surrounded by love and good energy and people that, you know, care for me. And I think it's the saddest thing when you see people who are just alone. And I would have never left my grandma alone. You know, I, I drove, my grandma lived a city over. I drove a city over every single day, you know, to check on her, make sure she had something to eat, make sure she was good because I didn't want her to feel lonely or afraid that she was going to be, you know, die alone. And, um, even when she transitioned to the hospital, you know, hospice, that still was my same sentiment because even though they can't speak and they're, you know, they're not, you think they're not present. They are still present and they're still there hearing you and pouring that love into them. And that's how I think everybody should want to go out. So, and I'm off subject right now, but I'm just saying like, for me, that's always been my fear of like, I don't, I don't want to, um, I would never want to be alone, um, in my older age. Right. So I think about that as well. So when it comes to solitude, let's talk about solitude because a lot of times people be like, Oh my God, like, you know, they're just over there alone. And I know people who don't want to date and they actually like being alone. I am actually one of those people that actually like being alone. I actually very much enjoy being alone mainly because I really think I'm the shit. And, and when I say that, like not in a conceited way, like from the standpoint of like, I really enjoy myself. Right. I love curling up with a good book, sitting in quiet. I love looking at my dogs. I love cooking an amazing meal. I love, you know, when I actually do turn on TV, finding something that, you know, I might could curl up on the couch with, you know, but for the most part, like I enjoy reading and, you know, doing my passions. I enjoy going for a run by myself you know, I enjoy those things. And when I looked up solitude, solitude is actually a good thing if you make it that way. So I kind of looked up just uh, some, a somewhat of a definition. When a person spends time in solitude from others, they may experience changes to their self-concept. This can also help a person to form or discover their identity without any outside distractions. Solitude also provides time for contemplation, growth and personal spirituality and self-examination. So when I saw that, that was what I wanted to talk about the most, because that's pretty much um, what I gained from it. I used to be afraid of quiet. I used to be where I didn't want to be by myself. And so I would make the mistake of, you know, going from situationships to situationships and not healing from a relationship and just making just dumbass decisions, like just because of the shit that I'm doing, like shit I got going on. And so when I forced myself into solitude, I was celibate for two years. I, it was very hard at first to be alone. Um, I cried a lot and just kind of purged what I had going on, but I really started to start to think about like who, that's when I really started to think about like, who am I like, and it's crazy because you spend all this time in, in this, in this shell, in this body, but a lot of people walk around, don't know who the fuck they are. So I really started thinking about like, who am I and who do I want to be? Right. So instead of me just doing all this random, you know, dumb shit, like I, I started to really be like, who, who am I? Who, who, who are you Mika? Like, who do you want to be? What are you doing with yourself? You know? And that's when I started sitting down thinking about my passions, creating them and creating happiness for myself. So now like I enjoy working on my passions. I enjoy speaking to y'all every week, you know, and just talking and just talking about shit and talking about my journey. Um, because it's important and you have to know who you are and who do you want to be? I had a conversation, you know, when me and my son, we went out for dinner and, you know, I told him, I said, Isaiah, being your mom has been my biggest blessing, but it has been the most humbling experience I have ever had to do in my life because I knew that I had to be an example and I wanted to be a good example. And I, and I know 
it's not new. And I know right now, present day, he watches, you know, everything that I do. He listens to the things that I say, like he knows what I find to be important. You know, he loves to sit and have conversations with me and he's like my shadow and he, you know, he's always there. And I don't know how some people, and I'm not judging right now, y'all, but I don't know how some people go out and cheat and fuck over their families when you have these people that's sitting here looking at you, that's sitting here. I could never, I could never imagine treating him bad. I could never imagine treating, you know, Les bad. Uh, you know, and especially, you know, right in front of him and things like that, like how you people fight in front of their kids and all that stuff. Like I could never imagine being a bad fucking example because that shit matters. And right now I know because I always wanted to do things differently from how I was raised and I never saw what love, real love looked like. And I never saw what you know, it was supposed to be like. And so for me, like I try to show the example of how things, you know, should be, how you should be treating people and how you should treat yourself. I'll, you always hear me a lot on here talk about how I'm, I'm against young dating. I talked about that early in the show, but it's not that I'm against it. It's just that I wish that when I was young, that somebody actually had a conversation with me about self-love and self-worth and what to t- and what you should allow yourself to take from a person and what you shouldn't allow people to take from you. I never had those conversations and so I think when you don't and you never see it, you think you think that love is is whatever. Like it's going to be whatever you get and you think this is how shit supposed to be and it's not. But you have to love yourself first. So when I talk to him about dating and he's going to school and, you know, that's what we talk about a lot. I'm not like, oh, I don't want you to date anybody, but I've always made sure, you know, going through these last couple of years that he loved himself, that you know what you got going on with yourself, because it's not up to a little girl out here to be, you know, telling you what you got going on. You need to love yourself, self-love. Look at yourself in the mirror and give yourself affirmations and tell yourself how amazing you are. And that's what, and that's what I teach him. And I wish that that was taught to me as a teenager before I got into relationships, because I probably would be in a completely different space. And so that's why I believe in it so much, because I think if people really focus on themselves and not just focus on the negative focus on the positive of what you may have or what you have going on, then it probably would take away some of the loneliness that you might feel and your loneliness might turn into solitude where you enjoy yourself, right? Because it's not, you know, it's not always that just terrible. Find a passion, find something that you, that you enjoy or spend the time figuring out what you enjoy. Like when I talk about self-care on here, and I talk about self-love. I, I've talked about that almost damn near every episode for the Motivational Monday. Just because I, my word of the year was intentional. And I mean that shit. So I've been in, trying to be intentional with everything. And so I've really been trying to work on being intentional with self-care and self-love and manifestation. And so for me, like, I have fucked up days. But... I get through the fucked up moment, you know, might have to talk to myself a little bit or might have to journal a little bit, or I might talk it all a little bit to my therapist. But for the most part, like I just be like Mika, it ain't that fucking serious. And I think about what I have to be grateful for. I might do me a little affirmation and I keep going because I want to be happy and I want to continue to be happy and things that don't serve me and things that get in my way to where I'm not going to be happy. I just don't fuck with it. And and that's and it's working for me so far, y'all. I don't know. But, you know, I'm not a professional at this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is me today actually just sharing, you know, my experiences with this and how I turn my loneliness into solitude, joyful solitude. And I enjoy it. I really do. I absolutely enjoy it. And, you know, and I, and I enjoy time with my family. But, but my people around me know that, 
I need my quiet sometimes and they understand that. And I've made, you know, I've, I've explained it and they understand that like, you know, she needs her, her moment, her time to herself. And, uh, and it works. So what's the takeaways from this? Cause I just rambled a lot on this thought of the week. And, um, so we talked a lot, but the takeaway that I want you to think about is, especially if you're having a season of loneliness, you can always find you somebody to talk to. Okay. I, uh, go to therapy and I have not been in the bill. I've, I've seen my therapist once in 2020. I saw, I went in the building to give her a Christmas gift. So I saw her in person. We have been virtual for the past basically a year. So you can't use that as an excuse. Most jobs, if you look into your HR, most jobs, not all, but you just check though. You might have EAP. EAP is where they offer free therapy services, um, usually up to five sessions. So you can have that option because therapy can be expensive. I'm not going to lie to you, but it's not, people think that it's just these astronomical numbers. No, you might get it for free. Find groups that might have common interests, i.e. a book club. I'm in a book club. I'm about to start. It's just my thoughts book club. Uh, you know, I'm in a run group. I have run friends. Lately, I've been venturing into the backpacking world. I have backpacking friends. And so I find friends that have commonalities. I have a food group. Shout out to Brooke. Um, that's my boo. But, you know, we've been a food group for damn near eight years now where we go and we eat food and do all that. That's one of my other passions. So find you something. Look, there's so much shit out here. Find something, find something, get off your ass, get out of your funk and figure out what do you enjoy? What's your, what's your happy? And then find common people with commonalities with that. Okay. And then also, you know, really focus on once you find it, focus on your passion, right? And if you need to unpack the most thing though, you might need to unpack some shit. If you can't do things by yourself, I hear people all the time say that it drives me nuts. Cause I'm like, I can take my ass out to eat. I can go to the movies. I can do all that shit by myself. I love to go for walks, throw a little fucking, you know, my, my pods on, listen to a good little show, maybe throw on an audio book, whatever, like stop it y'all. So that's my takeaways. That's what I want you to think about. If you are in a season of loneliness, because you can still be in a season of loneliness and in a relationship. So you need to think about that. So even if you in a relationship, out of a relationship, you just need to think about all of that. Okay. So that's all I have today for the thought of the week. Um, this was a good episode. Hopefully you guys leave feedback in regards to this episode. Uh, when I post the notes, leave feedback on what you thought about it and share your thoughts or just share your story with me. I would love to sit and talk about it and, and keep talking about mine as well and my journey. Uh, don't forget to follow the pod, follow, follow, follow review too. the reviews really matter. So, uh, you know, follow review. You can find it on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple podcasts, where most streaming platforms on audible, iHeartRadio, everywhere. And also, uh, let's see, don't forget to follow me on social media. Instagram is at, it's just my thoughts, underscore podcast, Twitter is IJMT podcast. And if you ever want to email me about being part of a show, if you have any questions, it's IJMT podcast at gmail.com. I thank you so much for listening. Like always, it's Mika here and I appreciate you.